Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. We'll get into some of the football in a little bit. Yankees game five later on this afternoon, four o'clock after the stupid rain postponed yet another game in this series. And of course, we're talking baseball playoff format and the changes that they can make to, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say make it better. It's not that it's not entertaining, but, and look, life isn't fair. So I don't really want to necessarily mean more fair, but make it to where the regular season success actually means something in the postseason because it has become a big problem and will become a bigger problem the more that they diminish the 162-game special regular season. Connor is in Lakewood. What's up, Connor? Hey, how's it going? How are uh, you, Connor? Hey, this is my first time calling, so uh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, um, for, thanks for making the call. We appreciate it. What's on your mind? Yeah, so uh, I think you made some really good points about the uh, baseball playoffs. Obviously, there's something flow with it, like something's got to change. Uh, but I will say this. I think that even whether it's this year or if they change in the future, I think it comes down to, I mean, some of these teams just have to be able to take care of business. Like, like for example, a team like the Mets, right? You, you line up Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett, and they, you just got to be able to take care of business in that scenario. Scherzer's blowing the game, getting lit up in that game. Bassett looks like he was scared to death on the mound. And the offense just dried up. I mean, and again, I, the Dodgers beat up on the Padres for most of the year. Uh, Braves beat up on the Phillies for most of the year. I, I get, you know, baseball, there's momentum shifts, this and that. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, you just got to be able to step up and, and you got to get the playoffs. I know, I get what you're saying. And I'm not saying that these teams lost because of the playoff format. What I'm saying is baseball should be looking to give any advantage they can to teams that dominate the regular season. Forget the Mets because they didn't win their division. So nobody's going to feel sorry for them. They lost the division and they got bounced in the wild card round by a better team. But you look at the Dodgers who were 22 games better in the standings than the Padres. Dodgers earned a bye. They had 111 wins and they go out in four games in their first round. I mean, that is just not good for the sport. Are you telling me the Dodgers aren't that good? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I think I think one advantage you could maybe argue is that I mean the the Padres just have a they have a deep uh, pitching staff. Obviously, they got a lot of good pitchers there. Um, but I, I would think that you know in a situation like that, uh, the Dodgers they have more rest. They can line up their pitching a little bit better. You know, the Padres already burned through you Darvish and, and whatever in that mm-hmm. first game. And I and I think that could be an advantage of having that buy. But I think you're right in the sense of you know having an 100. And eleven win team like the Dodgers not move on, or or the, the Braves not moving on, and even like the Yankees, if, if they potentially lose later on today and don't move on, who, who's going to watch the who's going to watch the ALCS, the NLCS, the World Series? Well, we say that in New York, Connor, and I think that there's a little bit of a bias there. And thank you for the call; I appreciate checking in. But you're right. I mean, Cleveland versus the Astros, and then the Phillies versus the Padres. Padres to me at least have, you know enticing star power and not that the Phillies don't but come on and in the American League Cleveland I mean I, I don't know 
I'm with you. It'd be bad for baseball. Now, by the way, if the Yankees lose, we'll get into that whole thing, and it'd be you know disastrous season from the Yankees' perspective, but at least they would have lost to a division-winning team in Cleveland. You will have two division-winning teams one way or another in the American League Championship Series. Not to say that that's the way that it always should be, but there was some balance there. You had upsets with the wild card round with Toronto getting swept at home by Seattle, but that happens. Everything else was, you know, Houston was favored to beat Seattle, and they did. Cleveland was favored to beat the Rays in the wild card round, and they did. And Yanks and Cleveland, pretty even, maybe not exactly even, and Yankees should be better, but you know, they've had an even series so far, and Cleveland's on an awful team. Again, the Yankees should win. But you look at the National League. I mean, even we talked about the 22-game disparity between the Dodgers and Padres. The Phillies finished 14 games back of both the Braves and the Mets. They were an afterthought the majority of the year as far as the NL East goes. And yet here they are, the last team standing. It just doesn't add up. You can't tell me that it's good for the regular season of the sport when you have a team that finished 14 games behind two teams in their own division, and yet they're the ones that are left standing. When you say it's okay, well, the Phillies got hot at the right time. Okay, and I'll counter with, yeah, well, how's that good for the sport? The Phillies got hot at the right time. So what does that mean? It means the regular season and the Mets and Braves 101 wins and the Dodgers 111 wins means nothing. Now, I do agree with a caller that called before about the reseeding, and Fleegs and I talked about this. That would have potentially eliminated this problem if you had the Phillies, who had the worst record in the postseason, go take on the Dodgers. Hey, if they beat the Dodgers in a five-game series, I mean, then it's all on the Dodgers. You can't blame the Dodgers if they blew a, a series to the Phillies. But the Padres a little bit different. Division rival... You know, one of the better teams, they should not have had to play that higher-seeded wild card, being that they were the 111. And if the Braves lost to the Padres, you say, well, so be it. I mean, at least they got who they were supposed to face. Atlanta, though, got, you know, an advantage having to take on the Phillies, although it's a division rival still. They were a team that, I mean, they were 14 games better than them. Jay is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Jay? Hey, what's going on, Sal? How are you, buddy? Good, Listen, Jay. I want to talk to you about the uh, about this uh, playoff format. You, you got to keep the division. Divisions have to be important. Division winners got to count for something. You know what you do is you do like KBO does in that wild card round. Keep the division winners the way it is. Don't reseed the wild card round. The lower seed has to win two games. Top seed has to win one game. Top seed wins one game. They win. They move on. Lower All right. So give me the example. Break it down for me. So let's say the Mets and Padres, right? Wild card round. The way that it works here. You're saying the Mets have to win one game of three? The Mets being the highest being the highest seed winning let's say, let's say for argument's sake they had won their division, okay? Mm-hmm. Whoever the division whoa, whoa, whoa. The, we're, we're talking about forget the division oh, because that's separate. All right, whatever. Just say the wild card. Okay. Now. Yeah. Higher the high, the highest seed wins one game. They win their one game, that's it, they move on. The lowest seed, you gotta win two games to move on. I mean, that's not that bad of an idea. I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to that. At least that's an advantage for the team that had the better regular season. So in this case, the the Padres have to win game one. Yeah, right. They have to win two of three. The Mets only have to win one of three to advance. Correct. 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 Well, Correct. no, wait, wait, wait. That wouldn't be. That wouldn't be. Are you saying the first to two? No, no. I'm talking about in the first in the first round. Okay, right. the first round. Okay. Yeah. Now I got confused because what if the Padres won the first I'm the, two? I'm talking about the wild card round. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the wild card round. I'm not talking about the division round. For the wild card round, whoever the higher seed is has to win one game. They win their one game. They move on. The lower seed has to win two games. Okay. This way you're putting you're putting more of an onus on on having a better regular season. Okay. In a row, seed, you know, so the so the Padres have to win two games in a row. Obviously, in the that lower case. seed has to win the lower seed. Whatever the lower seed is, has to win two games. Has right. to win two games. They yeah. can, correct. It's gonna have to be two games in a row. Right. It's a three game series. Obviously, right. So they have to win. They have to win two games in a row to move on. Higher seed has to win the one game. They move on. Yeah, I, don't, I think that that I, I'm not familiar with that, um, but mm-hmm. I I think that that would clearly put an emphasis on the regular season Correct. and having a leg up, it, which it which helps. Forward, it, right, absolutely, absolutely. Going forward, division winners in the whoever wins the division in the division going forward to the division rounds, give them four games at home instead of the three. 
Give them four games. Make it a 2-1-2 two, two series. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't the owners, have... The owners would lose their marbles over that. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't have a big problem if you changed it to your thought process there. And then go seven game series for the division? Well, even if you kept it five, I wouldn't have a huge deal, but yes, go seven. At the at the very yeah, end, I agree. You, you could say you could say five. I'd rather have a series. Series award what's fun. Home and away. I like that. So if you want to go fun. so so then we can maybe meet in the middle then. Forget my idea about the bottom wild cards playing each other in a one game playoff. We'll keep right. it the same way that it is for now until they eventually blow that up and add more teams. We'll keep it the same way that it is which right they now. Do, that's that's going to turn it into turn to basketball, it's going to turn to hockey. All right, which is well, you can't do that. So you'd have the right, Cardinals in this case. You'd have the Cardinals and you'd have the Phillies. Phillies would have right. to win two in a row to beat the right, Cardinals, Cardinals which, which they did. And right. you, could, you could have all three of those games at home, which they did. But whatever. Right. So the Phillies would have advanced. And the Mets would have advanced because they took that second game. Right, exactly. Yeah, I like I like that. Not just because, obviously, it would have played in the Mets' favor. But I, I like your <laughs> idea be, because it puts in – you know, if the, the Cardinals lost two games in a row at home in the Phillies, they don't deserve to move on. But it puts an exactly. emphasis on – On 162 yes. games counted for something. Well, because you have a significant advantage. All you have to do is win one game. That's it. You right. can't lose two in a row. Exactly. And then, then what you can do also, like I said, play a seven-game division series instead of the five-game. I'm following that. The time in the seven game series. Now, would you recede you know? as well or no? I don't like the receding. I don't like okay. because I like having the divisions. I think the divisions should count for something. I think the division winners should count for yeah, something. Yeah, but why would, so what would be, oh, you mean recede? See, I was, I was just thinking recede outside the division. I would still rank the division winner higher than I would. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, all right, I got you. I got you. Like in this case, yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And good job, Jay, coming up with that. And thank you for the call. I'm not familiar with the other league and the the format that you were saying there, but I think that that would play better. I'm I just want to put an emphasis. I'm with you, Jay, that I like an emphasis on the division. To me, the two things that should be emphasized here: regular season importance, winning the division. Generally, winning the division is uh, you know not generally it is based on the regular season. So if winning a division is special, that makes the regular season more important. But even in this case where you would have had a team, and look, maybe there's other ways to do it, where the division-winning Cardinals, even though they were the third-best record and the fourth-best record overall, maybe they have more of an advantage than just... And maybe Here's maybe what you do. Now, I hate to even go down this road, but you add one more team. And if you add one more team, now what you're doing is putting a clear emphasis on winning the division because you would have three first-round buys where those three teams... Well, wait, would that add up then? Yeah, because you would have... Well, if you add another team... Uh, hold on, see how now... This is where my math is getting screwed up here. But if you added another team, you would have only... Let's see, one, two, three, four... Uh, I don't know, you would have still somebody left out. You'd have to add two more teams. I don't know if I want to do that. God, I mean, that's what they're going to end up doing. Add two more teams, so then you could have three wild card series, and the winners of each would go on to play the division winners. That's one way to put the emphasis on the division, but then you got to add two more teams. I'm not sure I'd be willing to do that. I'm just trying to figure out a way to make the division more important than the top wild card, because essentially... The Cardinals and Mets in this year's playoffs, or the Blue Jays and uh, Guardians, they have the same advantage. Even though the Mets didn't win a division, they still have the same advantage that the Cardinals did. But whatever, that's not that big of a deal. But either one of those teams would have all three games in their home, and all you have to do is win one of the first two to move on. So I guess actually it wouldn't be a it would be two game series then, right? Right, because there's no need for the third one because either the one team wins the first two or the other team wins one of the first two and the series is over. So it'd only be two game series. Interesting. Jesse's calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? Hey, so how's everything? How are you, Jesse? Good, good, good. Um yeah, uh, it's getting too complicated with all this stuff and all that. Just leave it one one game uh, playoff between the two wild cards, and that's it. If you know, if mm. you lose, you lose. That's it. You know, nice and simple, and that's it. You know, the Mets and the 
and the Padres would have played one game, and whoever won that game advances. And yeah, but it. that doesn't put emphasis on the regular season. What we're trying to do, you can't just say that oh, the Mets won 101 games and they're going to come down to their season going to come down to one one game against the lower seed. That well, that doesn't punish it for not getting the division. Yeah, that's but that's but, how you emphasize the regular season. But still, that's it's no because in this case the Mets and uh, and Braves won 101 games each. I mean, you're going to tell me they're going to lose that on a tiebreaker and then go hey, home in yeah. one game. But by the way, it doesn't also the Dodgers won 111 games and they still got bounced in the five games. So that doesn't solve the problem. All right, my my second point is mm-hmm. on uh, Epler. I really feel like he's not the guy for them, and I really feel they're not going to go to the promised land with him. Everybody knows he did a lousy job at the trade deadline. And there's a really good column on AmazingAvenue.com, uh, David Capobianco. He listed uh, the reasons and, and his past experience with the Angels and all that. Epler is not the guy for the Mets. They need to go get a real guy, a few Epstein, a Brian Sabian, people that have won in the past. Yeah, there's they no guarantee. Someone. There's no guarantee, Jesse, and thank you for the call, that the people that have won in the past are going to win now. And there's also no point to talk about this at this particular point. Billy Epler was, whether you like him or not, was the general manager of a team that won 101 games for a franchise that has not done that very often at all. He's not going anywhere. And this is not just about him. This is also, remember, this is about the owner as well not wanting to trade prospects. They want to build a sustainable model, success every single year. To do that, you have to be able to build the farm and restock the farm, and it's going to take some time. The Mets are behind the eight ball because of years past under prior ownership. Even with all the spending, the way that it's being said now, and it's a good thing that they're trying to rebuild the infrastructure of the organization. It's only been two years. But they want to build it to where they could build a farm, develop players, have sustainability. But to bridge the gap before they get there, because that takes years, they're going to spend money to plug the holes, which is what they've done to a point where they won 101 games this year. Let's see what Epler does this offseason. Austin is calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, Austin? How you doing, Sal? Sal, I believe you have it. You're going to have to add two more teams to the playoffs because you've got to remember next year they go to the balanced schedule and just say one of the divisions just be over 500. <laughs> and it's possible because you're not going to be playing 19 games in your division no more. God, but can you imagine two more teams in the postseason? In the National League, it would have been the 86-win Brewers and the 81-win San Francisco Giants. In the American League... In the American League, it would have been the 83-win Orioles and the 81-win White Sox. I mean, you're getting now bad teams in there. But what about the what? What happens if in the American League North Central have an 82 and 82, 82-80 wins win the division? All right. So what? What do you mean they won the division? They deserve to but, be. In. But I'm just saying you're going to have to add two more teams because you like that one caller said. Sometimes you got to put the emphasis on the the other teams like. Atlanta started their ace against Philadelphia. They lost. I mean, the them first two games at home is is a must win for these teams that have the bye. Right. I'm not knocking the teams that won or absolving the teams that lost. What I'm saying is it de-emphasizes the regular season. You're not. You didn't prove anything to dispute that. That's what we're. That's the problem. Is that the regular season as it stands right now under the current format? does not mean as much as it should. There's no way you can tell me that it's right that three 100-win teams are out and you have two teams that didn't win 90 games in the NLCS. Then they should have, what they should have did, what I think you said, they should have reseeded. That's one thing, Dodgers, right. The, the Dodgers played the Phillies and the Padres would have went to Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> that's the only way, unless they, that's the only way they're going to do it because you know the owners is not going to shorten the season. They're not going to lose money. Well, what if it meant opening up more playoff games, though? If you shortened the regular season but added a best of seven in the division series and maybe made the wild card series best of five, why wouldn't they do that? But would would that be fair to the small market teams? Then for what? What do you mean? I mean, because I mean, you're you're giving you're you're shortening the season 
And them owners are not going to do it, especially the small market teams are going to say, where we can't compete with the big guys as it is. This is the only way we can compete. So, as you're saying, they're they're losing what an extra ten games or whatever it may be of uh, of five thousand people showing up in the Pirates' case. I mean, well, you're you're right about that, but I I just can't see the owners shorten the season just for extra. Well, what it should do, yeah, what it should do is give teams like the Pirates more incentive to go out there and try to actually make the playoffs and spend some money in doing so. Well, they should be doing that as it is now. I mean. Mm I totally agree with that, but I just don't see it happening. But I, I just think that what you think is, is reseeding the teams, and that would be the only way to do it unless you add more teams to the playoffs. But adding more teams in the playoffs would do what in your scenario? Well, add more teams, like what you said, add two teams, and the two and them teams would play the wild card. The division winners would get to get to get to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you, you, but you, yeah, play, I, I just think it's too much. And thanks for the call, Austin. Appreciate checking in. I just think now we're getting – look, it makes sense as far as giving the division winners, all three of them, a bye, and you'd have an extra playoff series to enjoy. But, man, you're getting now too many teams in. And by the way, how would that even work? All oh, right, we'd have the top – then they would have to get a buy all the way through. I don't even know if the math on that is correct. If you added two more teams, yeah, I guess you'd have three. No, because there'd still be, I think it'd be too many rounds in that scenario. It'd be one odd, one odd round out. If you have, you only have three division winners. So those three division winners, what, what happens at the end of the division series then? You'd have three winners. Then what? So that wouldn't work either. In that scenario that I just drew up. See, it shows you going off the top of your head here. Who the hell knows what the amount of teams and how you're going to do it. Uh, I do think eventually they're going to blow up the divisions and just have the National League and the American League one through seven or eight or whatever it's going to be, however many make the playoffs. And go from there. But that's a story for another day. Taco Frank is calling from Hamilton, New Jersey. What's up, Taco? What's up, Sal? How we doing tonight, man? Yeah, not bad. Trying to wrap my head around all these different scenarios here to fix the sport. Ah, oh, man, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Like the, the playoffs are so watered down, but I, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here a little bit for uh, for MLB with you a minute. Um, I, first off, I hate the thought of all these gimmicks. You know, to win a different amount of games, mm-hmm. but and please God, don't add more teams. I I think the the hardcore fans, the Hectors, the Sal's, you know the, the you know, me, you know, I think we want it the old way, four divisions and the winners, but, you know, the winners meet and that's it. But I think MLB is chasing that casual fan. And, you know, I, I don't have the answer for it, but, um, I, I, you know, we all know it's not going backwards. I, I think MLB looks at it and they just say, you know, why not us? They see the NFL, the NBA, not only the, the extra playoff games, but I, I think the bigger thing is, you know, just the casual fan being in. And I, you know, I love the Yankees, but I always tell you, I, you know, I'm closer to Philly, so I'm a season ticket holder out there, and I go to a lot of games. And the stadium, you know, has been crazy for the last month and a half, you know, drawing 40,000, 35,000 a game, where it would be probably drawing 12,000 if it was the old way. And a perfect example at the game on, uh, you know, my, my kid's like me, he's diehard. You know, you saw him at the game, mm-hmm. and he knows that, that there is. So we're, we're in good seats, and we're listening to these moron Philly guys behind us. And they're reading the scoreboard, and the one guy, you know, was talking the conversation. He goes, I can't believe Acuna has only got, you know, 19 at-bats on this season. I didn't even know he was hurt. And the other guy says, he goes, oh, yeah, he missed most of the season. Oh, God. And they, all, they were all in agreement. And my kid just leans over. He goes, these guys are idiots over here. <laughs> like, you know, they don't, they don't realize it's the postseason stat. Yeah, they're, they're like, paying attention to the Eagles. Uh, they just checked in on the <laughs> Phillies now. That's exactly what's happening there. You know, you know, baseball is chasing that fan more than they're chasing us because they know we're always going to be there. And, you know, they're just having all these teams in there drives guys like us crazy. But I guess it's bringing that much more money because, you know, rather than having nine markets maybe left in the race in September, you know, they probably had 17 markets left. And, Which you know, is, you get your- well, look, I don't mind that. I mean, I always prefer the way that it was growing up, but I also know that that way was way too restricted where, well, you had a lot of good teams not making the playoffs. Here's what I'd want to avoid. I want to avoid bad teams 
getting into the postseason. That's number one. So I don't really think you can expand it any further than what they have. But number two, there should be some kind of distinct advantage based on regular season success. Not just, oh, you get a bye and then you play a five-game series. That's... I don't know if that's a distinct advantage enough, and you you didn't see that so far in the National League postseason. I think we're going to find out that buy is not as much of an advantage as everybody thinks either. Because I mean, you say it all the time, but baseball, you know, baseball players are creatures of habit, and when you play nine out of ten days over the course of 180 days, and then all of a sudden you have a week off, you know, it's I think that plays into this too. It's it's tough having that buy. That's why the, the one caller had a great point. You know, oh, you advance the Dodgers to the final. You're going to give them two weeks off. I mean, that's right. going to end up being a, a big disadvantage. I mean, I'm a big Ivy League guy, and I, I go to a lot of Princeton games, and it kills me that the Ivy League finally gave in on the basketball and went to this tournament where, you know, the regular season used to mean so much in the Ivy. You know, it was the last I didn't that know I, you were an Ivy League guy. You know, I do the Columbia uh, games, or I used to broadcast Columbia games, so I've done plenty of games at Princeton, whether it's football no, or no, basketball. Yeah, I'm a season ticket. I, I Pete, uh, you know, he just passed away uh, uh, two months ago. But Pete Carrill's been to my house before. Man, I I love Carrill, and I mean, my favorite college game ever. I was like seven or eight years old, and uh, my dad had the radio at one of my games, listening to the Georgetown Princeton game. I don't know if you remember that, but it's you know the one point. You know, Princeton's a 16th seed, and and uh, so I my family goes back with Carrill and stuff, and uh, you know, I go to almost every Princeton game. I didn't but know I that. Yeah, even they gave in, though. Yeah, I liked it. Me, personally, I liked it because I felt like it gave Columbia a chance, although I know they haven't been very good since they've uh, made that change. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. Look, they're always going to now try to – when the Ivy League cracks, you know everybody's going to crack. But they're always going to try to add more teams into the postseason in each sport. I I don't – can't say I, I blame them necessarily, baseball in this particular case, for expanding it, but they've got to make sure they get it right. And I can't sit there and say, and thanks for the call, Taco Frank. Appreciate you checking in. Maybe we get to a Philly game one of these days. Sooner or later, i got to take you up on one of these offers here. It does seem nuts out there. Um, and I do love that ballpark in Philadelphia. Anyway, it just seems to me that it, it diminishes the regular season. I'm not crying for the Dodgers or the Braves or the Mets. They, they they got the fate they deserve by losing. It's just there's there's got to be even if it's something as simple as hey just make it a five game wild card seven game division series. Even if it's something as simple as that. One thing I would look to avoid or, or reseeding by the way. One thing I would look to avoid at all costs would be adding two more teams. Now again. I don't know. I got to go over the math here and see how many teams can get in and how you can make it work. Um, at this particular point at three thirty, I just want to make sure I finish the show in a coherent state. So it's hard for me to do the math on that, um, you know, during the, the break here. But obviously, you'd have to have the number of teams add up to where it could be even. And I don't think I got that before by adding two more teams. But either way, if you add, just say for example, if you added two more teams in each league you're you're getting now bad teams in you'd have a 500 team in and then the more you add the more you're putting an emphasis on the postseason because anything could happen let's say the giants who would have been 81 and 81 got into the postseason this year or the white Sox in the american league 81 and 81 got into the postseason this year who's to say they couldn't go on a run it's baseball and then you're going to have teams that won 100 games lose to a team that won 81 in a short five-game series? At least a seven-game series, there really aren't any excuses. But even then, the whole point is not that the Phillies couldn't beat the Braves it's that the or the Dodgers or whoever. It's that the Phillies shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I think baseball created this problem by adding more teams in the first place. 877-337-6666. Can't have it both ways. It's got to be one or the other. You either want to put a major emphasis on the regular season or on the postseason. Which one is it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. What a fun football season we are having so far with both the Jets and the Giants. And look, we've we've talked about how in the NFL now, it's you know, it takes time in the first few weeks to figure out what teams are because the preseason is so meaningless. Nobody plays. Essentially the first four or five weeks, maybe. Are teams feeling out what they are, trying to find an identity? And I think that's what happened in the Jets case, where I specifically coming into the year remember feeling like they were going to be good. They were going to be playing the way that they're playing now. I thought that that was going to be the case right out of the gate. And then once they got smacked by Baltimore, and you know, even though they were able to steal one in Cleveland, still didn't look good, get beat up by Cincinnati. I overreacted probably to the negatives in those weeks and got off of what I believed was a talented roster with the Jets. But it just took them a few weeks to get going a little bit, and you're seeing they find themselves. They're playing much, much better on defense now. And over the last three weeks, you know, and then Wilson comes back, of course, and that's a big difference too, but they're they're just a different team overall. It's not just about Wilson, defensively specifically. And they also have this confidence about them. But I think the point is that regardless of the first few weeks of the season, for any team in the NFL, you start to see what teams are. Week five, week six, and now moving forward, we should kind of know. And like I said about that game with the Jets and Packers before the game, you're going to learn what both these teams are. And we learn the Packers are not that good, and the Jets have a shot. The Jets can be a playoff team. Everything changes when you play the way that they've played the last few weeks. And it's not even like they're playing perfect football. Zach Wilson wasn't great. Matter of fact, I thought he looked awful. You know me, I'm a big Zach Wilson believer, but I thought he looked awful. Now, he wasn't as bad as we've seen, and now he's making big mistakes and costing the team, but Wilson didn't do anything special other than win the game. And look, maybe the Jets could have a little bit of a hiccup in Denver, although that would be a disappointing performance if that is the case with the way that Denver has played. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of watching the Broncos. Enough already. After this one, I don't want to watch them anymore. Mercy, please, with the Broncos and Russell Wilson. I've had it. Nathaniel Hackett, he's one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. I mean, they they could hire Adam Gase and it'd be an upgrade over Nathaniel Hackett. That's how bad he's been. But then Jets, New England, week eight. Oh, baby, is that going to be a game? Jets, the more talented team, but Belichick is Belichick. I can't wait for that to play out. And on the other side, so we know we have legitimacy with the Jets, at least, you know, a team that could be a playoff contender. All we asked for was competitive football, and we've gotten more than that, where now you can expect a competitive game and maybe even some wins from these teams. And the Giants, same thing. You knew the Giants were going to be competitive early on with Dable, the way that he was playing or performing with this team, and the schedule. You know, they win at Tennessee. That's an important win week one, right? Whoa, wow, the Giants, not only were they competitive, they actually still win. Panthers at home, fortunate to win that game, whatever. Lose to Dallas, all right, it happens. What would you expect? Beat the Bears, you expect that. Then come the eye-openers. In London against Green Bay, what? They won that game? How? And then beating the Ravens. Now, look, Lamar Jackson 
made some of the worst decisions that I've ever seen with a lead. There's no way he should have been throwing the football the way that he did for the Giants to be able to pick it off and take control of that game. But you give the Giants credit. Defense making some plays. Offense can run that football to run out a clock. Impressive. And you look at the Giants. Well, they don't have as much talent as the Jets, let's just say. They are better coached. And, and I'm not trying to knock Sala and even LaFleur, who I think has done a very nice job here. LaFleur has designed some beautiful-looking plays. Now he's got to get everybody involved. He's been running the football much better lately, running it a lot more, which is what we've been begging for. And I know the situation, the Jets being up, dictates that. But still, got to make a point to stick to the run, even if things go wrong for a few quarters. And, and anyway, he's been sticking to the run, and the Jets been running the football. But I would give Dable the edge over Sala because I think Dable's working with a lot less talent, and he's also in year one of a total strip-down and rebuild. But the advantage the Giants had was the schedule as well. And now you look at it at Jacksonville, which, again, might be a tricky game. Who knows with Jacksonville. At Seattle, never easy. But these are games now all of a sudden where, I mean, if the Giants win, uh, beat the Packers in London, and if they beat the, the Ravens, why couldn't they beat Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, and Detroit? And then the division, those games. See, that's the one thing that the Giants haven't done. Win a division game. And that's something, obviously, you're going to need to do if you want to have a chance at the division, which, I mean, right now, record-wise, they do. Or a chance at the postseason. Generally, you got to be good in your own division. They won't play another division game until Week 12. So they played one division game. That was Week 3, Monday night against Dallas. They will not play another one until Week 12, at Dallas, which is Thanksgiving. Oh, baby, do we have a big game on our hands. Finally. Ma, give me the turkey and stuffing and get the hell out of the way. Can't talk to my wife like that, so I got to talk to my mom like that. No, just kidding. But either way, wherever I am, whoever's around, get out of the way and give me some leftovers. Cowboys, Giants, Thanksgiving, does it get any better than that? I cannot wait for that one. And then it's a run of division games. Washington the following week, the first meeting with Philadelphia after that. Washington again on the road. Giants will close out in Philadelphia week 18. What you hope can be, you know, a a fun game that means something as far as playoff contention for the Giants, whether it's seeding or just to get in. But that's what we're looking at now where we've got two football teams that matter. New York football is alive and well. 877-337-6666. Rich is in Freeport. What's up, Rich? Hey, Sam. How you doing? How are you, Rich? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Well, first of all, congrats to your Atlanta Falcons. And uh Giving the Niners a nice, pretty, a pretty good beating, in my opinion. Anytime, anytime the fan. Now, if you remember, they were good rivals, or maybe not good rivals. The Niners was it was one sided, but the Niners used to beat up on the Falcons quite a bit when they were both in the West. So, anytime you could get a win over the Niners, it's a good one. Yeah, it is, and uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a great game. And, and I, I will I, say, I really- Rich, I'm sorry. Before you get to your point, I just want to say that. And now I have not been paying attention to the Falcons the way that I used to because I'm locked in on the Jets and Giants, but I do pay enough attention to it to know, and I told you before the year they were not going to be the worst team in the NFL like everybody was predicting. Arthur Smith knows what he's doing, and he's an extremely underrated head coach. That team has minimal talent, and he's getting them to play competitive. Every Really, it should be minimum 4-2, and two, maybe even 5-1 and one, if not for a bad call, but they should have beaten the Saints in Week 1. Atlanta has a shot to win that division. I agree. Anyway, I agree ahead, with Rich. that. So, uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, real quick. Um, in regards to the Jets, amazing, amazing win. Um, well, it was just an amazing win. Um, but it was a game that it was a telltale game that basically it was a statement game on both parts. It was a statement game on the Jets, and it was a statement game that was basically provided by by Green Bay, and it basically said. Green Bay, sorry, you're not that good. You guys really messed up letting Devontae Adams go. And I feel 
that has been a detriment to that team ever since that trade was ever made. And I'll be honest with you, as far as the Giants, uh, the Jets are concerned, they're, Joe Douglas did an amazing job recruiting, putting this team together. And I'll be honest, it's a telltale story of two GMs between the Jets and the, and, and the Packers, as it is for David Stearns with the Milwaukee Brewers, guys like um, the GM for the Padres and the moves that he made. But David Stearns with Milwaukee Brewers, trading away Hayter and guys like that, that team went down south real quick. And I just want to make a quick point on, on the executive, the GMs in this sport, or in the sports. Brian Cashman, the moves that he made as far as trading Bader for mm-hmm. Montgomery and things like that. These are moves that are so crucial, that are so impactful. And sometimes you see them right away because it takes an effect on the team right away. Sometimes it takes a couple of months, a couple of years, and then you decide, okay, this team benefited. Let's take the Mets and Cleveland for an example. They made those 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 moves for Lindor. They traded away Rosario and him. No, I, I, well, we get all the look moves. How, right? Look how good those guys are doing right, right but now. But what is your point? That you, well, I'm, I'm confused what your point is. The trades are important? Well, well, I mean, we know that. No, no. Oh. No, my, 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 my point is on on the impact of GMs, you know, the, right, well, good, the top good, office, yeah, the executives. Good. And usually it takes a while. I, I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying, Rich. Usually it takes a while to see some of these trades pan out. And thank you for the call. The Cleveland one, you know, where you look at it, oh, the Mets got the star on Lindor. Yet Cleveland ended up with Rosario and Jimenez. They're both in the postseason having success. Jimenez turned himself into an all-star. And look, I mean, these moves can make or break franchises. Not just that one, but that's why, I mean, trading is a big part of it. Or I talked about it before, whether it's the Padres, you know, signing Machado years ago, or the Phillies signing Bryce Harper, trading for Real Muto. Sometimes it takes years to build. It's not always immediate results. Same thing with the Mets. If the Mets make the World Series in a few years, or if they actually win a division... You're going to say, well, it was because it started with the trade from Lindor, and then they added Scherzer, and then they made this move and that move, whatever. It's a buildup and a culmination of things. With the Jets, it's been years in the making. Go back to the Jamal Adams trade. Joe Douglas fleecing Seattle and then hitting on the picks. It's not just all of a sudden overnight success. Wow, how did this happen? It takes years to build a team. they got to do it right. And it looks like the Jets finally have gotten it right with Joe Douglas. It took some time to get going here. Remember, Douglas was telling us, and you know, when he had Adam Gase there, that they were going to be good. But finally, took him a little while to get going. Finally, they have a real football team now. Starting to come together. It's never just one move. It's always years in the making. With any sport, any team. Doug is calling from Long Island. Where have you been, Doug? Uh, you know, my, I'm, I'm not overnight right now, so it's tough. So, but I had to stay up for at least to keep, you know, in touch with you. I appreciate. Yeah, I know. I appreciate it. You and Hector, after the Mets get bounced, you guys don't call anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, it's two o'clock's a little rough for me right now. Um, so, but it is what it is. We we still message. You go back and forth. Uh, <laughs> nice one from the Rangers. Nice comeback tonight. I'll tell you this offense for the Rangers. Oh Look, man, they're really, looking. They really, are looking really crisp. Good. They are looking fast. You know what I was thinking tonight, watching that game. Rangers taking care of the Ducks. That they finally have an offense. And I know it's early, but still, they finally have an offense that I feel comfortable competing with the Western Conference with. Right. Yeah, it's big. So now we just got to stay healthy. So, um, the only thing I want to say about the baseball, the only problem I got with the playoff system is the reseeding. They should that the reseeding has to be. I mean, we've seen in years teams get in with low win totals and win. The Cardinals have done it a few times. We saw the, the Seattle Mariners win a hundred and however many games and not going away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all knew what the playoff system was going to be beforehand, and with the Mets and Braves, I just think they just beat each other up and they. They put they grinded it out for too long, and other teams were able to coast. And you know the Phillies got healthy at the end, and the Mets weren't. And it is what it is. 
But there know, might be something to that. I've heard that, but I didn't really give it much thought, Doug, until you just said it. That I, you know, and we were so focused from a Mets perspective, locked in on trying to win that division. And I didn't really pay any attention to Philadelphia, but maybe that was a blessing for them, thinking that hey, well, it, w- the division's out of our reach. We could just make sure we get in the playoffs, take it easy, get our guys healthy, set things up, and go take a run at it in the postseason, as opposed to. You know, the Mets and Braves both going full bore trying to nail down that division. And, and the Phillies, you know, you know, Real Muto, since like June, has been one of the best hitters in baseball. He's been one of the best players. And and they made the move for Brandon Marsh. I mean, he's playing center field. He's worked out great for them. And you know, when you get these playoffs and you get down the end, you need a guy that you don't expect to get hot. You need a guy like that to get big hits. You see it all the time. You know, like the Yankees are getting it from Bader right now. And right. if you don't get it from somebody different, because the stars don't always do it. You know, I think A-Rod had the one year with the Yankees, 2009. Otherwise, you know, they were dropping them in the order. But I don't know what else they could do with the system. I mean, you get a buy if you had one of the two best records. You guys get a buy, you can't lose. You get to set your pitching up. I mean, look at Houston. Houston got a buy. And right now, Houston's waiting for the Yankees and Cleveland. They're going to use everybody that they can tomorrow to win this game and then get on a plane and go to Houston. Yeah. So Houston got a tremendous advantage, if you really think about it. Right, but we'll see how it plays out. As you said, it doesn't always right. work like that. We'll see. But, yes, they have a clear advantage. I mean, I guess I just – I don't know if there's any way to dispute it, though, Doug. Don't, it, it, I'm not saying that the Dodgers don't deserve criticism. They do. Braves, Mets, same thing. They disappointed in the biggest spot. Can't do it. However, it is indisputable that what happened, the results of what happened, diminished the importance of the regular season. Right. Well, if you were to call next year, if you call me next year in August, and we're talking about the Mets, and let's just say you tell me, oh, you know what, I don't want DeGrom or Scherzer to come back until second to last week of the season. Have them rest now and get ready to go on into the playoffs. Forget the division. How could I dispute that? Right. Well, the only thing is, if you could be one of those two buy teams, you got to get that buy. Well, so, why? What do you mean you got to get that buy? It didn't do anything for Atlanta it, or the Dodgers. Because if you get a buy, you, you know what? I I think part of the thing with the Dodgers, the one thing with the win totals that everybody's got to just let go a little bit of. There are more bad teams in baseball now than there ever was in the National League this year. There were seven teams eliminated, or yeah, the, at least the, six to seven teams the, eliminated before we even started the season. The Phillies were one of them, and somehow they're in the NLCS. No, I mean, no, no the come on! You saw the Phillies getting pummeled by the Mets this year. What are you kidding me? I mean, they were out. They were out. Harper, they were, you know, Wheeler missed in the beginning. The Phillies, listen. Whatever happened, that team didn't want to play for Joe Girardi for some reason. I can't blame Girardi for everything, but Joe Girardi left. That team just started playing. I mean, listen, the Phillies are a lot better, and they got a lot of youth coming, and with their TV deal, they got money now. The Phillies are here to stay. Great. The Braves, the Phillies, it's going to be tough. I got to get to the Jets. Um, You know, you've gotten on me. You know how I feel about Joe Douglas. I love the man. The guy came here. We had nothing. And... I watched this Denver team. Denver's in shambles. They have the worst coach in the NFL in a long time. Oh, God. You saw Judy left the field tonight, went right over to Gordon, who was benched. You know he was – they are in shambles right now. Um, me and Fleet were just talking. This is now, to me, this is like a must-win for the Jets. You've got to win this game. And with this defense, Sal, I, after what I said, like, that San Diego, the Charger, I call them San Diego, the Charger defense is so beat up. They were pounding Wilson. Yeah, the Chargers stink, too. Both those teams. Oh. I mean, Herbert. Can Herbert do something? I thought he was supposed to be a stud. All of us who had yeah. Herbert way ahead of Tua. I mean, that might have been the biggest mistake yep. yet. Who knows what that Herbert looks lost all of a sudden. The sure thing, the next coming, and all of a sudden, he the Chargers can't move the football. Talk about bad coach, too. Chargers with Staley, the Broncos with Hackett. These games become unwatchable. My God. Since week six, the Broncos have been on prime time four times. Oh. They're, they're like watching paint dry. It's so annoying. Uh, I, I can't take it. It's un, it's unfortunate that they play the Jets this week, but I, I, this will be the last Broncos game that I watch. Yes. Um, but I need this next win to set up this game against New England. because And, and even Kansas City. Kansas City's great. I'm not knocking them. But to me, I feel like Buffalo is the clear-cut best team in the league. And then... After that, I mean, you could tell me Kansas City and the AFC. After Kansas City and the AFC, 
any team can be beat. It is nobody, and things will change. And I don't think there's anybody right now that you could say that you would say can is going to go far in the playoffs, other than those two teams, maybe. In the, in the that's why I need in the entire in the entire NFL. I was thinking of this Sunday, looking at it, and, you know, especially because Buffalo was playing Kansas City. Outside of those two teams, where's the good team in the AFC that you say, oh, you know what, their levels above the Jets or whoever else? There isn't. There, there are, and look at the NFC. What do you think? The Eagles are the Eagles and that I doofus. Like the yeah, yeah. Okay, you like the Eagles. That's great. The, that doofus Sirianni. Uh, come on, he's a he's a flop. They got a ton of defense. Uh, all right, cool. Well, we'll see it. Okay, big deal. So so far they played well. You know what? We'll see. We'll see what could happen. Right. Now, now they may be the best of the bunch, but I don't look at Philadelphia as some kind of unbeatable football team. They may be the best in the NFC for now, but they're not some unbeatable team. And look at the rest of it. The Niners, they just got beat up by the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucs, they're not that good. The Packers stink. The Vikings, even the Vikings at 5-1. and one, You try, Now, I'm not saying that they can't go to the Super Bowl. They could because of the landscape. But you think the Vikings are a great football team? Oh, no. That's what I mean. This is the Giants. The Giants. Time yeah, the, New York it's unbelievable. I actually think the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl. That's my gut right now. I got well. I I got the Eagles from the beginning of the season, so I like oh, them. Oh, that's why you like the teams. Eagles. No wonder oh, why. Listen, after my family and my friends, my pocket broke. You got to watch the. Oh, uh, I get it, but no, I know why. And thanks for the call, Doug. And good to hear from you. But I know why you're leaning Eagles. I'm not that impressed. I'm sorry. And Sirianni. I mean, you ever wonder what it'd be like if a fan coached the team that he rooted for? Well, that's what you see with Sirianni. Off to a good start. Let's see if they can keep it up. But you make a you can make a legitimate case for anybody in either league outside of the Bills and Chiefs. Those two teams are several notches above everybody else. After that, it's fair game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.